At the conclusion of Star Wars Episode 2 Attack of the Clones, I didn't know how to feel. I had moments at the midnight premiere of joy and excitement mixed in with confusion and a lack of clarity at some of the choices the film had made. However, in 2005 when Episode 3 Revenge of the Sith was ready for release, I could not have been more excited. While being the strongest of the three prequel films, I left the cinema with a tremendous appreciation for the score and how it shaped my feelings for the saga. Hello again everyone. Welcome to Listen to the Film, a podcast where we examine a soundtrack's significance to the film and its longevity once the credits on the screen have finished rolling. My name is Chamilla. Let's take a journey back and delve into Star Wars Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. Episode 3 tells the story of how Anakin Skywalker becomes Darth Vader, plunging the galaxy into chaos. While the events of this film will directly lead into the beloved original trilogy, the prequel trilogy is often maligned as not having the same quality of writing, acting and direction. I believe Episode 3 to be the standout amongst the prequels. Darker and more purposeful in the story, the tone takes a more mature shift as we lead into episode 4. The score, of course, is captained once again by the master composer John Williams. Widely regarded as the greatest film composer of all time, he has been recognised with a staggering 25 Grammy Awards and 5 Academy Award wins. I could have chosen his standout original Star Wars score from 1977, but I chose episode 3 as it was unique from the other films in the saga. Let's find out why. After one of the most recognised phrases in cinema history, a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, we are introduced to the film's crawl with the brass burst of the main theme. The film sets its tone early with ominous percussion. In the longest opening shot of the franchise, we perform aerial acrobatics with our heroes Anakin and Obi-Wan. All the while the score has an almost militaristic take on the famous hero theme, perhaps to match the first word of the crawl, war. As our heroes spring the trap and locate the Chancellor, Anakin is faced with the choice of delivering mercy or death. He is persuaded to choose the latter. The score here is sharp and uncomfortable to demonstrate the violence of the scene.
Upon returning home to his wife, Anakin learns of her pregnancy, and they both begin making plans for the future. The score here is so warm, bathing in their mutual love and playfulness for each other. Once the romance-coloured dusk turns to night, the score will follow with gloom. Images of Padme dying at childbirth are all too real in Anakin's dream. In a deliberate move to incite distrust and resentment in Anakin's mind, the Chancellor seizes the opportunity to interrupt the natural order of things. As Anakin climbs the steps for his impromptu meeting, the score is noticeably dense with the deep vocals playing as accompaniment to this evening's opera. This drone playing beneath the forthcoming scene will serve perfectly to the Chancellor's dark words in one of the saga's most powerful scenes. As the Chancellor tramples on the nobility of the Jedi, he also plants a seed of hope within Anakin that there may be an unnatural way to save his wife. Titled Palpatine's Teachings, this piece allows us to search for truth behind his dark words. As we follow Obi-Wan Kenobi to the next part of his story, we move in the shadows to finally locate General Grievous, leader of the droid army. The score reprising a militaristic hero theme once again, just in time for his discovery. The score which accompanies the chase and the standoff is frenetic. It matches the mechanical insectoid movements of Grievous. Although the soundtrack does have similarities to others within the saga, this next scene, however, is very unique for a Star Wars film, 
and stands on its own, in my opinion, as one of the most powerful. It's no accident this scene perfectly intersects the middle of the film, further demonstrating its reflective nature. Anakin is in the Jedi Council looking out towards his expecting wife. Padme mirrors this by looking back at her husband, both unaware at their duality in time. The score is pleading for us to feel so many things here. Distance and love, anguish and pain, Anakin breaking over his visions of Padme and his one chance at saving her, Padme fearing the worst and hoping for an escape together. The score is haunting, the wailing voice echoing in the distance between the two, the viewer knows it will never be the same again. Anakin finally makes his choice to the dark side, and the newly born Lord Vader marches with purpose to catch the Jedi off guard and wipe out their threat. The score here, imperialistic and loud. Clones which have fought side by side with the Jedi will now be turned in an instant with a few words. The forthcoming scenes and the partnering score will shed light on how the Jedi were brutally overwhelmed. We move from scene to scene, hero to hero, to see and hear the pain and the sadness. The images and the music together here are so powerful.
we are taken to the volcano planet of Mustafa for what we know is the road to the end. Just like Duel of the Fates in Episode 1, the track Anakin vs. Obi-Wan is iconic. It has to be. The lightsaber duel is passionate, acrobatic, fast and personal. As we switch back and forth between our heroes fighting the villains, the score will reflect the chaos. The score here is painful as Obi-Wan takes no pleasure in watching his beloved friend suffer. The death of Padme and the birth of Leia and Luke is beautifully mirrored by the death of Anakin and the birth of Darth Vader in the suit. The score builds and builds until the villain's theme is executed slowly as the mask falls into place and we hear the first breath. Darth Vader rising up and Padme being laid to rest is reflected in the emotive score and powerful vocal arrangement. As the twin suns set on Tatooine, the score reminds us why we fell in love with Star Wars in the first place. Through the darkest times, there is always light. The saga really means a lot to me personally, each film making me feel a different emotion, whether it be hope, darkness, adventure or loss, they all hold something special.
John Williams guides our emotions with his composition of an appropriately darker score, but shows us that a new hope will come. Next week, we'll explore the soundtrack of a dream within a dream. Be sure to follow me on social media by searching for Listen to the Film. My name is Chamilla, and thanks for listening.